you did release 70 pounds Mm -hmm. and you did that at 40. Comfortable and confident and passionate and driven, you know, all these amazing feelings that I just never had before. I can do all these things I've got a degree why can't I lose weight you know and it and it's sort of that that but what it came down to was belief I didn't believe that I could lose weight it's about changing our relationship with with food and ultimately changing our relationships with with ourselves it's not about the what which is what most diets focus on it's about the why the how the when the who with cravings versus urges Mm -hmm. so can we talk about how you know the difference you've got three opportunities to deal with an issue so before during or after our emotions will get trapped in our body how can they avoid giving in to that craving once you see something it's it becomes easier and easier to then see the patterns happening the next time 85 percent of our life works on our subconscious and we don't even know that what we're doing why we're doing it half the time Today, I am honored to be joined by Faye Casement. Faye speaks a lot about women's wellness and weight loss. And let's start out, Faye, if you don't mind. Could you share a bit about your journey and what inspired you to delve into the field of women's wellness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, by all means. So, So I came into women's wellness at the ripe old age of 40. I hit the big 4-0. And I woke up and I suddenly went, I've never listened to a podcast. <laughs> oh. I obviously was having a mini midlife crisis that morning. And I was just like looking around as one does on your sort of milestone birthdays. And um, I came across a podcast that was about weight loss. And I was like, oh, well, I could do with trying that again, I guess, you know. And I found the found a lady who made absolute and complete sense. I'd got introduced to the world of life coaching and my mind was blown at the fact that our thoughts led to our feelings lead to our actions and that's why I hadn't been losing weight after all these years and um and so I started very much started off on my own weight loss journey um and I lost 70 pounds so thank you yeah no mean feat um but more importantly I found myself that that was the that was the thing and I quite mm. often say well if I never lost a pound but still came out feeling the way that I do now I would I would still be I would still be happy because I think really I feel like I went through 40 years in a little bit of a haze just kind of going along you know trying to have the 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 job the marriage the children you know not really actually asking myself what it is that I wanted from life And then when I started to ask that question, I was like, well, why haven't I been asking this before? And then I realized that other people hadn't been asking it. And so it's very much um, a passion of mine, really, to try and help as many women as I can to to, you know, to kind of feel like I do now, really, with or without weight loss. It's just weight loss is obviously my jam. I'm very interested in food freedom and our relationship with food. And so it's just passion all around, really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What aspects of women's health and well-being are particularly close to your heart and why? So I very much want to promote weight loss with love. So I'm not here to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do with their body. I very much believe in health at every size. But Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who wants to work on weight loss, I want to help encourage people to do it with love, with mindfulness and without restriction and fad diets and all the things that have left us stuck over the years and typically sort of chipping away at our self-esteem and I feel very very passionately about that um some closer experiences that I wouldn't sort of talk about in the in the in the public domain I guess about people who have been close to me who have got a little bit too obsessed with food and um calorie counting that kind of thing to the point where you know there was some disordered eating and and certainly that was not a message that I wanted to be encouraging through my own weight loss if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and um and just the fact that again I tried so many times to lose weight and all the time I kept thinking that it was me that was the problem and actually it wasn't it was the it was the methods it was the system none of it was actually going deeper because it was all about what you eat and how you move whereas actually 
that it goes so much deeper than that um mm -hmm. and so that again is is just a a passion for me that I feel like we've beaten ourselves up for far too many years and we don't need to do that. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I was 40 and I kind of wish that I knew it a lot sooner. And so I want to bang that drum as much as I can and get the message out there as much as I can. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to your personal story for a second because mm -hmm. I really want to acknowledge the fact that you did release 70 pounds mm -hmm. and you did that at 40. Yeah. Yeah, and I had, I have got perimenopause in tow as well. So it was very um, uh, slow going because of that. Uh, I was, uh, my weight loss was very much connected to my cycle as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so, yeah, definitely you're never too old to, to do whatever it is that you want. I say whether it's weight loss, you know, that was my journey, my passion and, um where my interest lies but whatever it is that you want to do now I feel that I've got the tools on board that I could I could use them towards anything that I want to do really mm -hmm. again that's the that's the belief the self-belief that I then had after years of struggling with self-esteem as well you know since I since my teenage years to finally feel comfortable and confident and passionate and driven you know all these amazing feelings that I just never had before <laughs> I love that so much. I actually, full transparency, spent my morning diving in with you on your YouTube channel, and you have some amazing content on there. And just from spending the time that I did looking through and listening to some of your videos, it's very clear that you are not cookie cutter in your approach. You're not telling people you need to eat these many calories, you need to work out, you need to do xyz it sounds like for you it's a holistic approach mm -hmm. like it's not just about the weight it's more of internal work yeah absolutely it's about changing our relationship with with food and ultimately changing our relationships with with ourselves at the end of the day you know um many of us who have struggled on and off with our with our bodies our our self-esteem our, our our weight you know and I always use that weight loss in air quotes because again for me it's 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 kind of what everybody knows and what people talk about but actually that's it's so much more than so much more than that and um very much so that holistic as cliched as it might sound mind body mind body and soul um and going, like I say, do, go, doing the deep work and going internally. So, you know, at the end of the day, any diet will literally work if you can stick to it. But anybody who's ever dieted typically doesn't stick to it very long. And there's a reason for that. And we need to dig into we need to dig into that. And so for me, it's not about the what, which is what most diets focus on. It's about the why, the how, the when, the who mm -hmm. with <laughs> and how life and weight loss all, all goes together. Um Mm -hmm. and it is a jigsaw I, I do talk about this metaphorical jigsaw really I'm glad that you brought up mind body soul because you do have a course that covers that um could you provide an overview of what participants can expect to gain from this holistic approach to wellness yeah absolutely so my whole methodology I, I called my business the AAA way limited <laughs> mm -hmm. um and for me it's about get, getting awareness taking action and accountability so it was the AAA way the three a's and so my course leads you through that journey effectively um and everything starts with awareness so again I've, I felt like I went through my life in this haze for 40 years and so just even starting with awareness and having awareness about what you do when you do it why you do it sometimes you then can't unsee once you've seen it if that makes sense and so mm -hmm. the starting part in um in the food freedom course that I've got is it's about gathering that awareness so um for example m my ladies would get a planner it helps them to look at their look at what they're doing on a daily basis in and around food it's about changing our beliefs at the core as well so you know often we'll have things like uh, we'll have um beliefs like you know weight loss is hard because of all the years that we've tried to diet and and failed and so the the method is a very gentle method that helps you to change those beliefs by showing up for yourself in and making little micro steps um 
and then like I say it leads you into action so when you are ready you can start to level up you can start to work on the thought work which I call mind injury because it's all about trying to make it as fun as possible as well because you know I don't know about you but if you've ever calorie counted counted points <laughs> so boring. Yes. it's boring it's restrictive and I don't and I don't want it to be like that but more importantly like you said it is about giving people the tools and so I give them a variety of tools so they can go through the course in order uh if they're a deep deep diver like like I am and go through it literally in that or they can pick and mix it depending on what's going on for them because there's sort of two arms to to my membership the other arm is is that I've got the podcast and every time I do a podcast um there's then a resource that goes with it to help them to take it take it deeper so whether that be journal prompts or a visualization you know so again um I just filmed one um this week about our enthusiasm why our enthusiasm can wane and so then there's a a, a workbook that then goes with that so um mm. but if you're not feeling like your enthusiasm's waning for example then you you might not do that one just yet you know so mm -hmm. um it's about giving people the tools I think you know we talk um ever you've you've ever had any kind of talking therapy or counseling you know because I certainly had those over the years as well you know it's all about getting that tools for your toolbox but and people kept talking about this toolbox but then I don't think they really ever gave me the tools whereas I'm literally giving away the farm <laughs> mm -hmm. um, for people to be able to like say build their own life and weight loss however they however they want to and then obviously walking alongside them as they do it so that they've got the support there and if people if if somebody needs something and it's not in the membership I'll build it I'll, I'll write a podcast so the next sort of six episodes or so are based on what my membership said that they want to learn about and so then there'll be resources for them so it's very it's very um creative and goes with with whatever's going on at the time right you give people what they need when they're going through certain phases it sounds like in the toolbox which everyone needs mm -hmm. I know we hear that word a lot so it gets yeah. kind of overused but like to your point if you are lacking enthusiasm or if you are in a social setting or you're having difficulties with cravings or whatever it may be if you have that specific tool for what you're going through mm -hmm. that's I mean how can you even put you know any type of like that's that's where the value is mm. if you have exactly what you need when you need it and it's right there mm -hmm. for you um, especially if you're making things as you go mm -hmm. another thing though I wanted to pull out that you just said was micro steps mm -hmm. micro steps is I mean I don't I'm gonna let you speak on it but I know for me and my health and like what I've gone through mm -hmm. I have tried to do the opposite because I, I find something I'm like, oh, this seems like it'll work or mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to go all in with this. And I go from mm -hmm. zero to a hundred and then I, then I fall back and it's, mm -hmm. it's like, you're starting over. So it's like for my, for me, like if I didn't take those micro steps, mm -hmm. then it didn't lead to lasting change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that again, with my journey was what was the biggest takeaway from that was again, we all, every single one of us starts a diet on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in, we've cleared the pantry, we've done all of this. And if, and if anybody who's listening is anything like I was literally by the dinner time, I was, I was feeling restricted already. I was grumpy because I was having to do the, do the do the program whatever program it was and again it was just because it was too it was just too much effectively and I know this now that you know it was because my brain my brain didn't have chance to to catch up I had effectively thrown it into flight and fight mode and it was right? fighting. <laughs> um and I, and I get it because you know at the end of the day we want again whether it's weight loss or something else we usually we want something so bad that we do feel that we need to make these big gestures um but actually they usually end up leading to burn you know burnout and again that waning enthusiasm because then the expectation versus the reality doesn't quite quite marry up mm -hmm. and so again that's a big big part of my message um is to to make it realistic to make it super super so doable that you can do it closing your eyes 
Mm-hmm. And again, the reason for that is because we want to soothe our mind and our soul and, and to make it more joyful and also let our brain know that it's actually okay. You know, don't panic. We don't need to then go and have an emotional eat because we've done, you know, we've done that big, huge gesture that we weren't ready for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that we can't push ourselves uh, from time to time or that we should stay the same or just accept or tolerate where we are. That's that's also not the message, but it's just, you know, being kind to ourselves along the way, which again is not typical in the weight loss space. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. like you said, our bot, like we'll send ourselves into fight or flight. If mm. we do something over the overnight, very dramatic mm-hmm. instead of yeah. easing into something and letting our bodies and our brains know it's safe and it's okay. And mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Again, I don't have any scientific backing to it, but again, I know that if I, on because I, I looked and gathered that awareness as to what was going on, the weeks when I thought that I had atypically done well, again, phrases that I try to steer clear of nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, are actually the weeks where I didn't lose. And I think that's again, because my brain you know, maybe, I don't know, I'd up, up, uplifted the movement or I'd, I'd reduced um, my intake a little bit more. And so then, again, your body, because its job is to try and maintain status quo, is then like, well, hold on, there's a famine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're moving, you've got to, you know, quick, store the calorie, you know, store the calories, store the fat. There's, mm-hmm. there's a storm coming. And so, again, it doesn't necessarily suit because then, again, if you've got any kind of scale drama, which, again, we would work on in the in the membership, um, then you're you're. you're it's going to lead to you wanting to quit and wanting to fail and then and then again it's just that vicious diet cycle that can start again and uh, we're just trying to avoid that basically scale drama mm-hmm. I've never heard it put like that but now I'm interested to hear what <laughs> your take is on weighing yourself I haven't I haven't owned a scale in I don't even know how many years because I mm-hmm. went through a period of my life that it was obsessive and so it became unhealthy for me Mm-hmm. Um, I will weigh myself occasionally at the gym now, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, where do you stand with that? Yeah, so again, because it's a very individual approach, I actually have a little uh, flow chart for people to go through as to whether they should weigh or not weigh. I think, again, it's a very personal choice. I don't think that you have to, but if you are, then it is about looking to do it in a way that is loving and kind. So if you are struggling when you get on the scale and it's and you know your first thoughts are all negative and you go in on yourself then the choice is either don't weigh and don't put yourself in that situation or you need to work on your thoughts and feelings about that that number and at the end of the day the number is um it it is an arbitrary it, it, it is arbitrary you know you you, you could have had just a a good dose of salt the, the 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 day before which means that it went up but it's about what meaning you attach to the scale um and the whole again my whole program is about ditch ditch the diet find more joy and ditch diet drama and because it's all these kind of things that I had for years and I, I don't want them anymore <laughs> and I don't want other people to be experiencing them anymore and uh, our relationship with the scale is 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 definitely one of those. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, if I never lost a pound, but I still felt the same, I would still be, I would still be happy because it was the it was the change in my mindset and my thoughts and feelings about myself in the end that was more important almost than my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, what you'll find is that if you work on that, then your body will follow. So, absolutely, the feeling comes first, and mm-hmm as far as weighing yourself and the size of your clothing, I think the days of those numbers mattering are over Mm -hmm. because as far as how much you weigh, it can depend on how much muscle you have. It doesn't, the scale number doesn't tell you how much muscle and how much fat. So you could weigh the same, but your body could be changing. Mm -hmm. And the more muscle you put on, it's burning that fat. And then your clothes could be stay the same too, but they fit differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like you're saying, it's, it's the feeling is. Yeah. 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 It's a, if you are somebody who is actively working on weight loss, then usually there needs to be some kind of 
guide that you you want to to have to know that you are doing the thing that you're setting out to do if that makes sense and so a lot of people still will go towards the actual weighing scale but as I say it's about making sure that if you are going to weigh you weigh with love not with again causing yourself any upset or or drama as I call it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah how do you approach the interconnected aspects of body and soul in your wellness philosophy and why is it a holistic approach important especially for women I just want to go a little bit deeper on this yeah sure so the mind-body connection actually is something that I've um, been exploring a lot more this past year because I so I, I got into this through being introduced to life coaching but then in the last year I've started to train in a modality called belief coding um, I'm just hopefully going to finish my accreditation in the next month or so and this is a subconscious modality more so than a conscious one which is what you've got with the life coaching and what it's demonstrated is that interconnectivity of the mind body connection so you know when you've had a stressful day you will feel the stress in your in your body mm -hmm. and so what I've been taught through this modality is that our emotions will get trapped in our body and so um that that connectivity really is more prevalent than than I think any of us realize like I say the stress one on the shoulders it's an obvious one most people will have possibly felt that whereas mm -hmm. I've also helped um somebody for example I don't know if you've ever heard of Renard's syndrome where they get yeah. in cold hands mm -hmm. and so um in the practice sessions that I've done I helped somebody release off some stress that they had so we're able to go back and find when the issue started effectively and she was having like three attacks painful attacks a day and she went down to two attacks a week just from having these sessions and releasing off the emotion so it was the emotion that was trapped in her body that was causing wow. the dis-ease if you see what I mean um, and so that's been an absolutely fascinating process for me. Now, unfortunately, I can only work on people one on one with that. I can't bring the actual modality into my membership, if that makes sense. But the teachings that I've got, I can. And, and, and so I will talk more about sort of that mind and body and the importance of releasing off our emotions and um, working on our subconscious. And so a lot of the um workbooks that I've got or the visualizations or whatever it might be they are trying to work on on both mostly mine to then shape the body you know or, or to, to to release off from the from the body really and I think as again as like you said specifically for women um I mean it goes with everybody it's just again I I, I resonate more with women as a woman um it's, it's not that it wouldn't be for, for men but I think women you know we typically are we are we are doers we're very hard working and we are often pulling ourselves pillar to post to 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 do everything and be everything and anybody for everybody else and we don't often look after ourselves um sometimes with motherhood especially we can lose our identities we don't know who we are outside of work outside of our relationships outside of being a parent and again this was a big part of my journey was actually finding my finding myself who did I who did I want to be um mm. and again that goes mind body and 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 soul or spirit or you know however you want to to, to look at that particular last one mm -hmm. um as far as emotions and us holding on to them or suppressing them I've heard this before and I've mentioned it, I believe, on a previous podcast episode. I'm wondering if you heard this too, that sometimes we can put on weight or have excess weight because of those emotions. And so it's like a physical representation of those emotions that are stored in our body. And so I guess you could as you're releasing that weight, you're also releasing those emotions, which is why it can be even more difficult than you would think or want to believe. Yeah. Um, do you think you could also, like, as you release the emotions another way that the weight will then fall off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that 
ideally you want to work on and when I'm working on with my one-to-one -one clients it's about dealing with any resistance that we've got and so sometimes like you say we that the outside is usually a manifestation of the inside and so um it may well be that you, you've perhaps had a, a time where you haven't felt particularly safe in a in a smaller body and so therefore you you gain weight in order to be an unattractive you know perceived to be unattractive if that makes sense because obviously that that could come out wrong I don't mean that if you're in a larger body you're unattractive but you know what I mean that that can happen sometimes right. if people have had trauma um mm. and so therefore it shows up in their food food and eating um likewise you know those those beliefs if we don't believe in ourselves if we don't believe that we can do the thing then we won't end up doing the thing you know where and so we have to work through anything like that and certainly after years of dieting like I said it would be very common to have the belief of it's too hard or you know I'll never lose weight you know those kinds of things um and um there's also all the sort of the societal stories and all the stories in our, our generational history that we have to unpick as well so you know we were all told to clean our plates because there was people who didn't have food in the world um i'm a lunchbox kid so when i went to when i went to school i was sent off with a sandwich a packet of crisps a chocolate bar and a can of pop and so therefore um when i have a sandwich my brain instantly goes where's the where's the, the where's the crisps where's the chocolate where's the can of pop so the sort of that 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 habit side of that but that's that also still comes from those beliefs uh, and our emotions and then that's manifesting in the way that we then show up around the food and then that shows up in our body because the obviously um the way that our brains work is that we have that thought that leads to the emotion leads to the action and then and then the result and so ultimately our body is is the result but before we got to that we had to have the, th the thought the emotion and the action okay. and so again this is why um typical diets in my opinion don't work because food is on the action line and so we don't even put food in our mouths until we have a thought about it or an emotion about it and so the soul mm -hmm. is in the thoughts and the emotions I wasn't going to go here yet but mm -hmm. I would like to take a little side street and then we'll come back mm -hmm. because that is so fascinating how our minds do that mm -hmm. they correlate certain foods with other foods with emotions Mm -hmm. So I know you've talked about this before, cravings versus urges. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about how you know the difference and how you deal with the cravings? Mm. So yeah, so so from the teachings that I've had, so a craving is more when you are wanting a certain thing and then an urge is you just want to eat and you don't really care what it is. <laughs> um but they are different from true physical hunger um because they're more emotional in nature and so if you're craving something it's usually so you'll say you're craving chocolate and you're craving that chocolate because of an emotional reason so chocolate for example could bring you happiness it could have a family association um and therefore every time you eat chocolate you're getting that same emotion that you used to have the first times that you ate chocolate when you were younger and so mm -hmm. that craving is why you are craving that particular that particular food for example so for me personally um i used to bake a lot with my nan when i was little my nan was the she's the she's the one person who i would say i've just <laughs> complete and utter love for and from if that makes sense not that other people didn't love me but she was just this soft gentle woman who I used to go over and she would she would look after me and so we used to bake so if I am in need of comfort I will crave baked goods because I'm going to get the same emotion the same feeling that I used to have when I used to bake with her basically mm -hmm. um, whereas an urge is usually about trying to get rid of something so if you so um i tend to in my personal situation i tend to get overwhelmed quite easily and so therefore i will procrastinate snack <laughs> so i will if i'm feeling even vaguely overwhelmed my brain is like oh we don't want to feel this overwhelm let's go and have a snack Faye. that will cure it because it yeah. knows that again food's going to make me feel better but it could be any food and so that then is more of an urge an urge to eat Okay, for those that are listening, when they get a craving like that, 
mm-hmm. uh, say they're feeling a certain emotion, they get a certain craving. Mm-hmm. Now what? How how can they avoid giving in to that craving? Yeah. So I'll I'll say all the time that it's you've got three opportunities to 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 deal with an issue. So before, during, or after at the end of the day. So we my encouragement would always be to continue to do the inner work even when you feel like you're not needing to do it (laughs) and so that's the preventative way of of dealing with that because if you again you've gathered that awareness you know that when you need comfort you go towards baked goods you know that when you're feeling overwhelmed you will get the snack attack then then having that awareness is preventative because then just again in itself like I said at the start once you see something it's it becomes easier and easier to then see the patterns happening the next time mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the middle of having a craving or an urge then it's about trying to take a a, a mindful stop if you can uh, so that you can just actually sort of drop in on yourself, recognize that you are having a craving or an urge. Typically, most emotions will pass through our bodies in a couple of minutes. And so if you can find something else to to to, to do, you could you could do that. Um, in my membership, for example, I've got a visualization which helps them to kind of project the, the feeling away instead of going for food. Um and ultimately just asking yourself what is it that i actually need right now you know what's going on love how are you (laughs) what's having a little chat with yourself you know and asking what what is actually going on and then trying to give yourself that instead so again if it was me and i was feeling particularly overwhelmed um the 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 sign that i'm overwhelmed is the thought we should go eat and so that's actually a trigger then for me to go, oh, hold on, I'm telling myself that I need to eat here. There's something else going on because I'm not really hungry. So what's going on? And then you can also deal with it after the fact as well, that if you do have an overeat, again, no big drama, just something to learn from. How can you get curious about what actually happened and then move forward with love? And so um, after the fact, you can also do a loving assessment as to what actually went on and then say to yourself, okay, well, if this happens what will I try next time and so again it's just about trying to change those change those habits change those loops all the time um which again for me is all missing from normal diets it doesn't doesn't help if you've got you know because if you were calorie counting for example um then and you've got a craving or an urge but you're within your calorie allowance you're still going to eat that but that's not curing that relationship with food that's not curing the fact that you went for that food because you were in emotional need not because you were physically in need of that food ah wow Mm. I've not thought of that yeah and so then yeah sorry I was just gonna say that then when people then get to the end of the day and they don't have any calories left for example that might be because could be I mean it's speculative um because they've eaten them earlier in the day but for emotional needs not for physical needs right so they fill up all their calories with yeah. uh empty calories that filled like you said you know their emotions but they're hungry than, yeah <laughs> an emotional <laughs> hunger rather than a physical hunger right yeah. um yeah that's worth a pause to reflect on <laughs> my next question for you cravings might be one of the answers but i would like to know what are some challenges that are common that you've observed when it comes to weight loss for women and how do you address those in your work yeah so I think um I think self self-belief I think typically is is one one thing and certainly self-belief with regards to our abilities to lose weight or to change our relationship with food um Again, for example, with me, I'm um, an employment law consultant by day. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smart, intellectual woman who does smart things all day. <laughs> and so then when I was losing, you know, when I was trying to lose weight, it was like, I can do all these things. I've got a degree. Why can't I lose weight? You know, and it and it's sort of that. that but what it came down to was belief. I didn't believe that I could lose weight. And so I didn't take the steps to um the the steps that I needed and so it was about trying to shift it's just about trying to shift those beliefs all the time whatever it is um 
so it's difficult to say in a way because it is quite an it is and it does need to be an individual thing so um a few examples recently was um someone was saying how they felt that they were concerned about loose skin for example and so therefore that subconsciously would be holding them back because oh, i don't want to i don't i don't want the loose skin um mm. we can also have uh, an inner rebel which again i've been working on lately trying to um explore my authority voices so when we're little um we will have had an authority figure and so typically how we show up around um setting ourselves rules or loving boundaries is how we'll try and set them the way that our caregivers did when we were children so for example um if you had somebody who so if you had a parental figure who was like do this do that do the other then that's that's the way that you talk to yourself now and actually mm -hmm. what probably then happens is if then you're in a teenager comes out and then oh, I don't want to do that <laughs> you know and so it's almost like you're living out this parent child relationship that you you had when you you were younger but again you can you can change some of these things certainly with the belief coding and um so I've done an experiment on that recently with myself where I've I've put I've effectively changed my inner my inner authority voice to one that was quite you must you should to one that's more like my nan's actually I've sort of put my nan's more loving more caring voice in so that again I'm I've got more chance of doing the thing because I'm just treating myself nicely and I think mm. that's where we where the biggest thing out of all of it and is that that's why I, I chose to call it weight loss with love it is about giving ourselves that unconditional self-love and doing things from love rather than because we think that we should must or have to and so mm -hmm. truly wanting and truly believing and desire you know truly desiring to do to to do the thing to take the steps the action steps and to to hold ourselves accountable to that mm -hmm. self-talk is a big one mm. and, and the language we use yes yeah language is an interesting one actually because again I've had a conversation this week about the word try um yes. which, which was a, a, a an interesting uh conversation where I was talking to to, to a friend and she said yeah I, I listened to this thing the other day it was about the word try and how really you're not trying you either are or you aren't mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I've been on the and, and so again there's all these little language things like you say about what we what we say and do so again I've banned the word must and should and have to um because they don't feel loving they don't feel kind they do trigger trigger my inner rebel um but again it's all part and parcel of gathering that awareness and and then deciding well is that something that, that I want to keep something that I want to change mm -hmm. um, or something that I want to stay and so just living that more um intentional authentic life really rather than again just bindling through in a fog <laughs> like mm -hmm. I used yes and it happens gradually it's like those little micro steps maybe one word at a time you start mm -hmm. noticing when you feel it in your body ah that doesn't feel right what what else can mm -hmm. I use and for the word try, there's this, I heard this one time and I'll never forget it. Someone said, take a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Now try to tear it. Mm -hmm. And when you tell someone to do this, they're so confused. And, you know, it's like, what do you, what, what do you mean? And try to tear it. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't try to tear it. You're either going to tear it or you're not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I, it was a, I, yeah, it was, it, it's just, it was a, it's fascinating how, like, say, just one word can mean far more than you actually think, you know, whether it be that you'll, and I was thinking about that this, this week where, and I nearly went to write it on my, on my plan last night when I was uh, assessing my hunger yesterday, because I had a, a rather particular hungry day yesterday, but I think it was mostly emotional. And so I was writing about this and um, I went, I tried to listen to my hunger and I went, oh no actually I didn't you know did I did I try no that was me writing to try and soothe myself and tell me I tried it was okay I tried whereas actually yeah. I didn't but if I'd have kept on with using the word try that would have been not really been taking full accountability for what happened um yeah. which was that 
I didn't probably, you know, I didn't try as hard as, as, as I could have done because I was emotional, because I was tired, because, you know, and so it was actually a barrier for me really digging into what was going on. And so it's definitely a word that I'll be, I'll be looking at more. Um, mm -hmm. And, and like, like I say, that's all part and parcel of the work as well is, is finding out, like say the language that we use with ourselves about the things that we're doing and just digging into all of that a little bit and seeing where it gets us with curiosity. Mm -hmm. The community aspect is prominent when it comes to health. Mm -hmm. I think that's very clear, especially now that we are so separated in today's world and isolated. Mm -hmm. How does building a supportive community contribute to the well-being of the women that you work with? Yeah, I mean, it was basically what I dreamt of doing was was having a community um, of of women all supporting each other, all doing, um, you know, working on working on themselves, albeit that they're perhaps working on different things at different times, if that makes sense, um, because it is it is isolating um when you when you're working on a weight loss journey because it is so so personal yeah. um and I wanted a genuine community because again the 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 diets that I've been on before they might have had a supposed community but really it was more that you went along you got weighed somebody sucked through their teeth at the fact that you'd gained a pound that week and you know it was it was not it was not a healthy environment really it wasn't a true supportive build you up community whereas I say I you know the aim for my membership is to to be that supportive community a safe place to go to where you know that you will get built up not knocked down and you will be able to reach out for whatever support you need in life or or weight loss that you perhaps won't get outside of that um and again, sometimes as well, there's a lot that comes up that, you know, like we might eat for, because we've had a, a, a difficult day at work or a, or because we've had a ding dong with the other half. And you can't necessarily then go into your usual spaces and have those type of conversations. And that's that again, that would be you'd, you'd be able to have those conversations in my community because they are knocking into your wellness and your well-being um, and get that support and sometimes mm -hmm. that's not always available in your normal circles because you don't want to talk to your friends about it or your family or whatever mm -hmm. the longer I'm on this planet the more it becomes real it becomes clear to me that relationships matter more than anything mm -hmm. yeah. yeah because I mean if you you could have everything else lined up perfect you know but if you're not sharing this experience with anyone else then I don't see too much of a point mm. yeah yeah like you say if you had all the all the money in the world but you were just sat there like Scrooge McDuck on top of <laughs> on top <laughs> of your pot of gold and, and not having any connection and and that's one of the um potential causes of depression is not feeling connected and connection isn't it I did a trauma-informed course that, that that taught me that and uh, so it is important to connect in with others and again one of my five day I've got five daily doables that I suggest my ladies do and one of them is share with others because in sharing not only does it help you with your accountability but you do then start to realize that you know you're not alone and other people are going through the same or similar um, again, it just takes the emotional heat then out of whatever it is that you're working on to share mm -hmm. for sure. Yes, it's helpful for the person listening and the person sharing. Yes, yeah, that, um, yeah, we can have borrowed benefits, can't we, from, you know, so just, just watching other people being coached or seeing people comment, raising a question and then reading the comments that people get even if you're not actively working on that, you know, your brain will be taking all of that in. So mm -hmm. where do you see the future of women's weight loss heading? And are there emerging trends or practices that you, that you are particularly excited about? Mm. I, I like the fact that there is more anti-diet culture now than there used to be. I would like to think that that is going to continue to grow and grow um 
I unfortunately still feel that there is a lot of diet culture <laughs> mm. um and um and uh, you know with social media that that you you have to approach social media with caution sometimes in terms of what you see and what you know people you follow and you know whether it's um whether it's truly beneficial in your well yeah beneficial to your well-being for yeah. sure um so so yes i i feel like that there is definitely a good wave of let's say anti-diet culture and that might sound odd coming from a from somebody who's 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 a weight loss coach but I yeah. say so it's it's all about well if you're going to do it then at least try and do it with love that that's again one of my one of my strap lines you know and I'd rather people had a space to go to where they could do that than not because uh, it seems to me as I kind of feel like I walk a little bit of a weird line in the sense of that you're either if you've got dieting on one end of the scale and then you've got sort of anti-dieting and um, true intuitive eating at the other end where you know you reject all diet mentality or you've got body positivity and you know completely accept yourself how you are or you, you don't at the other end of the scale and one of my members actually said to me she said thank you so much and I said oh, oh, oh. and she said because I've, I've done um I've had a, a self-esteem coach but they just kept telling me that my body was fine and that I should just accept it how it was I've done the dieting they just told me that I shouldn't accept my body that I should change it all you're the only person who's told me I can have both <laughs> And mm. I was just like, that is actually exactly what I'm trying to say is that you can have that that middle area where you are still wanting to work on your working on, on yourself, your mind, body and your soul, whatever that looks like for you personally. But you can do it with love. You don't have to go to that extreme. And likewise, you don't have to feel bad for wanting to change your body as well, because I think sometimes um that was kind of the message that she'd got was that she was wrong almost to want to change her body and mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's her body she should be able to do with it what she wants to so yeah yeah exactly I I actually made a post about this a while ago myself that was had to do with skin because that's oh. my history as far as health and it was pointing to the same fact that you deserve to have clear beautiful skin and you deserve to feel beautiful in your skin now mm -hmm. yeah you can have both you can have both yeah absolutely. yeah it's like the whole body positivity skin positivity whatever it is that's mm -hmm. flooding the internet space out there mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent healthy or fair I don't think because it's kind of telling the people who don't feel comfortable in their body or their skin that they should feel comfortable there Mm -hmm. where maybe there's a reason why they have an urge to do things for their health mm -hmm. and transform in one way or another mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I guess that 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 is where again coming back to what I said about social media is about what is your takeaway from it isn't it because if you if it, if whatever it is that you're you're listening to whatever side of the spectrum or even in the middle you know because somebody might be listening to me and feel triggered by it it's about just taking that deep dive again gathering that awareness and saying well why why is that triggering me and is that something that you know is that a genuine trigger is that you know what are my thoughts feelings and opinions with regards to to that situation and not necessarily, I guess, just going along with whatever it is that you're being told. It is again taking ownership for your for your own thoughts and feelings in that sense. So mm -hmm. there's no right or wrongs at the end of the day, is it? They're all just opinions, um, and we get to dis we get to choose which you know what our own thoughts are at the end of the day. Yeah, we're all just seeing the world through our own lens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For listeners who are interested in improving their overall well-being, what advice or actionable steps would you offer to start their wellness journey? Mm. I would say start listening. <laughs> that might sound a bit odd. But again, for 40 years, I don't think I didn't listen to my I didn't truly listen to my mind or my body. Um, so I had the I, I would have had the negative thoughts. I would have had the, you know, my body trying to 
tell me that I needed to improve on things, you know, the aches and the pains and whatever else. But I never really, I never really properly listened with intent. Um, I didn't listen with the intent to hear. I just kept hearing. It was a bit like they, like I was saying, sort of on social media. It's like if you imagine that your brain is social media. You know, you get to pick and choose which, you know, which what what's on your for you page really. And and I and I wasn't. I wasn't consciously choosing what was going through my mind or my body. I was literally just letting it go through by itself. And um, and so, yeah, just trying to listen deeply to, to yourself and then questioning it with loving curiosity, really. Mm -hmm. And that's most of the world, right? Going through the motions on autopilot. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah again it's how our brains work 85 percent of our life works on our subconscious and we don't even know that what we're doing why we're doing it half the time it's just sort of our our, our pre-programming effectively um right actually you can stop and listen to that and sometimes if you want to is uh, have a little natter as well and see see where that takes you so mm -hmm. you will get a you all we all have those answers within we just need to stop long enough and ask ourselves the question as to what it is that we need mm -hmm. well this has been really lovely Faye where can people find more from you yeah so I'm pretty much on every social media platform after all I've just said about social media <laughs> <laughs> because one has to um but you will find me um most of my handles are at wellness for the number four uh wellness for women three a um number three and a um the only one that's not is my personal profile which is Faye casement three a um that's on facebook so you can certainly hit me up on social media uh website is wellness for women 3a.com so I went all in on the wellness in 3a everywhere that I could do um and so yeah just come find me wherever you can I'd love to hear from anybody as well you're welcome to drop me messages as well and and actually have a, a chat and I can signpost you I, I love signposting people to my podcast episodes so like I said, I've just filmed episode 81 so there's typically something in there for everybody and uh if not, let me know what's missing. And like I say, it could be the topic of the next one. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And like I said, there are a lot of valuable topics in there. Lots of great videos. And I will have all of those links in the show notes. Of course, Beautiful. I would be remiss if I did not ask you my final question. I ask every guest, mm -hmm. which is what is your number one health tip, whether it's mindset, diet and nutrition, physical, emotional, just the one piece of advice you'd like everyone to know. Yeah, one piece of advice, do the work. I think it is, you know, don't be don't be scared to do the work as well, because I think sometimes people are worried about opening Pandora's box if they go diving into something. But at the end of the day, our subconscious and our brains won't let us go there if if we're not ready to go there. Um, so just take your foot off, take your foot off the uh, autopilot and uh, and yeah, step into your own life, put yourself in the driving seat. Hmm. that's a great place to end this and whatever you're doing right now if you just listen to that that is your sign to go mm -hmm. do the work that you know you need to do mm -hmm. and thank you again Faye this has been an absolute pleasure thank you for having me that concludes this episode if this resonated with you please give it a rating and review and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Links are in the show notes. I sincerely thank you for your time and your presence.